Hello to all of my beautiful souls in this vast multiverse. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I know it's been a while. Um, today I'm coming at your asses with uh, some some a little spicy, some a little conspiracy. So let's all get our tinfoil hats on. Let's all open our minds and let's enjoy the motherfucking ride. Basically, what I'm going to go over today is an ancient civilization that was here in America in the mother effing Grand Canyon here in Arizona. Guys, I just stumbled upon like maybe. Okay, am I nuts or has any of you guys heard of this or am I just this new? So if this is something you've already heard about, go ahead and skip the episode if you want. But for those of you who are like me who just found out, like, what the fuck, that there was Egyptian ancient civilization here in America in the freaking Grand Canyon in Arizona here in the United States, like what? So I'm going to go over that and how the government covered it up. I'm going to share my psychic insights like do i really believe it's a cover-up do i really believe it's conspiracy so i'm gonna also share what i personally view on it and also um while we're on the topic of like cool places around the world with with cool shit um well i mean um we're gonna talk about the grand canyon uh egyptian civilization being there but in addition to that i'm also we're also gonna head down to mexico we're gonna go down to mexico and we're gonna go to this random town that's a beach town that believes that a lot of people in this town in Mexico believe that uh, there are there's an alien base within the water and that it's protecting them. Yes, guys, there's an actual whole entire town that believes a whole a- alien race is protecting them and protecting them from natural disasters. And there is, yeah, I just thought that was fascinating. So for those of you who are into cool different places around the globe that you know whether you're into ancient history and finding out the government's lied when do they not lie my personal opinion the fuck they're always lying um now not only that but if you're into want to hear about this cool town in mexico and their theory about an alien underground civilization and underground base underwater and you're into that shit this is the episode for you so I'm going to talk about, um, first I'm going to go over the Grand Canyon Egyptian civilization. And then part two of this episode will be about going to this town. Well, I mean, not literally physically going there. We're all mentally and astrally going to this town in Mexico. And we're going to go, um, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the facts of this town. And I'm going to also share my own insights because y'all know, I have been visited by aliens and seen some tons of shit. I even have an alien spirit guide or, you know, so I'm going to get my spirit guides advice on this town. And if, and is there really an alien race really looking out for the specific, uh, town of Mexico? All right, let's get motherfucking started. I'm excited. Hey, okay. So today we're going to be talking about a guy named G E Kincaid. Okay. So, This guy is the guy who was the first to enter this unique cave, a cave that literally has a ton of ancient Egyptian stuff that was into it. Okay, so here we go. Um, G.E. Kincaid worked for S.A. Jordan as an archaeologist. S.A. Jordan was sent to the Grand Canyon by the Smithsonian Institute to investigate information reported by John Wesley Powell. Guys, John Wesley Powell... He is um, 
he was an original he was an art he was an archaeologist as well and an explorer i believed and he also worked for the smithsonian and if people local out here there's a place called lake powell and there's also called horseshoe bend which is like um it's not far from lake powell or whatever you want to call it and guys if you're ever here in the southwest definitely recommend visiting lake powell um horseshoe bend northern arizona grand canyon anyway guys it's beautiful out here but anyway so um john wesley powell guys remember like i said he's the one who actually um went and explored the grand canyon area in 18 in the 1800s but specifically in 1869 now um so there is a tunnel presently on a cliff wall 400 feet above the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. Archaeologists estimate that the man-made cavern is about 3,000 years old. Um, the cavern is over 500 feet long and has several cross tunnels to large chambers. Okay, so this was the lowest level in the last Egyptian, quote, tunnel city that was built in the Grand Canyon. So let's talk about it. So the um john powell i'm going to start with the the background john powell is now it's there's a cave called powell's cave okay and so i'm going to start in the 1800s and going really far back before the ge kincaid he's the one who discovered more of this but i want to read a freaking description for you guys okay so this is a quote taken from john wesley powell he is an G.E. Kincaid, guys, if you Google his name, it's totally erased out of history. Smithsonian says G.E. Kincaid didn't exist. So I have to talk about the guy who actually existed, who they didn't wipe off, which is John Wesley Powell. And John Wesley Powell found Egyptian stuff, but they still kept his name out there. So I'm going to read his actual excerpt from one of his books, John Wesley Powell, okay? He wrote, in this canyon, great numbers of man-made caves are hollowed out. I first walked down a gorge to the left of a cliff and climbed to the bench of the cliff. There was a trail on the cliff bench that was deeply worn into the rock formation where the trail crossed some gulches, some steps had been cut. I could see no evidence that the trail had, had been traveled in a long time. I returned to our camp about 3 p.m. and the men had found more Egyptian hieroglyphs on cliff walls cliff walls near the cave we explored the cave and found this shrine and other artifacts that evening i sent a team member to notify the smithsonian institute of our discovery we continued to survey the canyon and discovered more egyptian tunnel cities i estimate in my report that i think upwards of fifty thousand egyptians had inhabited the grand canyon at one time Guys, that's actually taken from John Wesley Powell from his book called Powell's Cave, okay? So interesting, right? So that was actually legitimately documented from this, you know, this 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 guy who had notoriety, all right? So where does that leave us? Okay, so that was in the 1800s. So now going back to what I was saying, the um, the G.E. Kincaid, ended up going in 1909, okay? So there was an article that was printed in what's called the, um, hold on, let me make sure I have the actual name. On April 5th in 1909, there was an article 
um, in what's called the Arizona Gazette newspaper on April 5th, 1909. And in this article, they are talking to or interviewing a guy named the G.E. Kincaid, and they're they're interviewing him about all the stuff that he's found. And guys, there's only one actual, like, this article does exist. You can literally Google um, April 5th, 1909 um, and Google Arizona Gazette newspaper, April 5th, 1909. It's a very real article. But after that, you guys, you see everything else is scrubbed. Like the guy's name doesn't exist. The Smithsonian said this guy's name doesn't exist. The guy later redacted his statements it's it's a mess. Before I get to the conspiracy, let's talk about what he freaking found and why the Arizona Gazette even interviewed him. Okay, so um, basically, this guy, um, this GE um, Kincaid, he ended up finding a lot, a lot, a lot of um, a lot of ancient Egyptian relics, a lot of ancient Egyptian. Um, cities like like he found hold on i want to find the direct um okay here here it is okay um da, 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 da. okay here we go so they found over 100 feet from the entrance is a cross hall and they found an idol or image or they called the people's god sitting cross-legged with the lowest lotus flower or lily in each hand it says the cast of the face is oriental and the carving and, and same thing with the carvings. The idol almost re resembles Buddha, though scientists are not certain as to what religious worship it represents. Taking into consideration everything found thus far, it is possible worship must resemble the ancient people of Tibet or Egypt. So basically they're saying in this article in the Gazette that um, this G.E. Kincaid guy found this big shrine that kind of looks like, like, you know, a, some kind of statue of an idol or whoever. Now, um, so what's interesting surrounding this big idol are smaller images, some very beautiful in form. Um, there are two large cactus with protruding arms and they said all of this is carved out of hard rock resembling marble. In the opposite corner of this cross hall where they found tools of, tools of all descriptions made of copper. So now they found copper tools, copper, so many unique things that only a civilization that has evolved would have, guys. Now, um, so what's interesting is there, there was also on a bench running around the workroom was some charcoal and there's also um among oh shit i'm oh, sorry i lost my thing among other finds are vases or urns and cups of copper and gold made very artistic in design the pottery work includes the pottery work includes enameled ware and glazed vessels another passageway guys so if you imagine okay they keep saying there's tons of passageways so i want you to be here with me you walk into a cave you walk about 50 feet 100 feet in and then imagine like a center like a big circular center and then there's tons of passageways um kind of what they described it's like a spider web so if you think about a spider web right so you got like a in the middle where the spider is and then there's like so many lines going right left all surrounding this circular um the circular thing. So basically, guys, there's so many different pathways, okay? So many different pathways. Now, um, there was also, um, 
Uh, let's see, hieroglyphics. So on the urns and walls over doorways and tablets of stone, which were found by, um, you know, it says, it says it had mysterious hieroglyphics. And the key to which, and this is a quote from the Gazette, the key to which the Smithsonian Institute hopes yet to discover, the engraving on the tablets probably has something to do with the religion of the people. Similar hieroglyphics have been found in southern Arizona. Among the pictorial writings, only two animals were found, one of prehistoric type. And there were also tombs, and they found mummies. And they they said um, the tombs where mummies were found is one of the largest of the chambers. The walls slanting back at an angle at about thirty five degrees. Um, and they said at the head of each is a small bench on which is found copper cups and pieces of broken swords. Some of the mummies are covered with clay, and all are wrapped in bark fabric fabrics. Now it also says. Um, Oh, it says among the discoveries, no bones of animals have been found, no skins, no clothing, no bedding. Many of the rooms are bare, but for water vessels. One room about 40 by 700 feet was probably the main dining hall because they found cooking utensils were there. Um, what people lived on is a problem, though, because it's assumed that they came south in the winter. Um Upwards of 50,000 people could have lived in the caverns comfortably. One theory is that the present Indian tribes found in Arizona are descendants of the serfs or slaves of the people which inhabited this cave. Undoubtedly, a good many thousands of years before the Christian era, people lived here, which reached a high state stage of civilization. And so um, the, it says the, chrono the chronology of human history is full of gaps. Professor Jordan is much enthused over the discoveries and believes that the find will prove of incalculable value in archaeological work. So, guys, what I've been reading off of is the actual quotes from the from the Gazette article. I just forgot to say that. Everything I've been reading right now is from the Gazette. So, um, so basically, oh, and they're also saying that um do, 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 do. Okay, they're also saying there's an Indian legend with all this. In connection to the story, it is notable that among the Hopi Indians, the tradition is told that their ancestors once lived in the underworld in the Grand Canyon till dissension arose between the good and the bad, the people of one heart and the people of two hearts. Machetto, who was their chief, counseled them to leave the underworld, but there was no way out. The chief then caused a tree to grow up and pierced through the roof of the underworld, and then the people of one heart climbed out. And the they tarried by, by the Red River, which is the Colorado, and grew grain and corn. And they sent out a message to the Temple of the Sun, asking the blessings of peace, goodwill, and rain for people of one heart. That messenger never returned, but today at the Hopi villages at sundown can be seen the old men of the tribe out on the housetops gazing towards the sun, looking for the messenger. When he returns, their lands and ancient dwelling place will be returned, restored to them. That's the tradition. So what they're saying is that um, among that these, uh, the Indian legend, they, basically what they're saying in the Gazette is that this Indian legend also kind of proves, or basically the Gazette mentioned this ancient Indian legend as a way to prove that this there really could be some merit or truth to this uh ancient Egyptians being here in America thousand so way before the Christian era way before Christopher Columbus way before all that bullshit we've been told right so um 
So it says that there are two theories of the origin, and I'm still reading the Gazette, okay? So the Gazette says there are two theories of the origin of the Egyptians. One is that they come from Asia. Another that the racial cradle was in the upper Nile region. Herein, an Egyptologist believed in the Indian origin of the Egyptians. The discoveries in the Grand Canyon may throw further light on human evolution and prehistoric ages. So um, basically, you know... um, with with all of this being said, right, guys. Um, oh, by the way, guys, did you guys know that there are certain monuments in the Grand Canyon that are named after Egyptian pharaohs? Just throwing it out there. And um, also, um, different sites even align with the same stars that the pyramids of Giza align with, the constellations of Orion and the Pleiades. So isn't it interesting if you look at a map of um, Arizona and you look at the Grand Canyon and an area stretching a little bit further Grand Canyon, it aligns with those same constellations, just like it does in Egypt. Like what the fuck y'all, what are the odds? Seriously, what are the odds? And so, um, but anyway, guys, basically, did you know also that area that that GE Kinclay guy, um, it's all prohibited. Um, you can't even, Guys, it's it gets it gets pretty wild, right? Okay, so um okay. Not only did these two guys, okay, um the the, the tunnel description is actually better than that of cave, okay? So the two men found was a dugout maze of geometrically perfect tunnels filled with ancient Egyptian and Indian artifacts, including mummies, a Buddhist shrine with plainly Egyptian hieroglyphs, and distinct metal objects and things like that, right? So um What's wild is, like I was saying, um, I want to go back to the conspiracy stuff. So the Phoenix Gazette published a report, you know, on April 5th, 1909, right? But never got national media's attention. So if you ask the Smithsonian about this find, they'll deny it and say they never knew a professor, Jordan, and they never knew a GE Kincaid. The relics they have brought back are nowhere to be found. And that section of the Grand Canyon, guys, till this day, is strictly off limits. Isn't that interesting? It's completely um, off limits. And you know what's interesting is that, um, you know, even though the Smithsonian says never heard of them, but it's weird that I can look it up and and found all this shit. You know what I mean? Um, It's just really interesting because if this is really true, right, that there was this ancient ancient Egyptian civilization here in America, it just, it's a mindfuck because everything has been, first of all, a lot of things that in history is a lie, obviously, guys, right? But this really sets the tone of like, what is the meaning? Why would y'all lie? For literally since the day we were like, since America was created, lying about it and how it came to be. And, you know, um, it's really because as, as we know, the ancients had advanced technology, right? We know that they had different relics and different things. And it's just like, why did they not want America to know that there was ancient Egyptians here? Why would they lie about that? Let's just really think about it. You know what I mean? Um, It's just wild to me. It's just, you know, it's just fucking wild to me, guys. I'm sorry. It just, I'm still sitting here like, 
yo, this really actually really happened. But also, guys, that part of the Grand Canyon is is um, you, it's off limits, and that's where it gets conspiracy. Um, you can't even fly there. You can't. There's no airspace wise. You can't fly to this specific point. You can't get there by freaking boat or walking down there you'll be stopped so that's also guys anytime the government says oh you're not allowed here and you can't fly here if anything that should really start to ping like on your suspicious brain waves like hmm you don't want me to go here i can't even fly above here i can't even hike down there and it's off limits restricted government area that's so fucking suspicious you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of like in antarctica where they say it's a no-fly zone like anytime y'all do that you're really just telling on yourselves that there is something unique really there you know and they're saying that there is a whole freaking like civilization they said there was also rooms tons of rooms found like there's a whole fucking ancient civilization that we're just going to pretend like never existed and then guys there the smithsonian i guess my question is who funds the smithsonian who's funding them who owns the smithsonian i guess that will be the key the key to like who's who's hiding all this damn history you know um crazy right isn't that interesting and also did you guys know that there is an isis temple did you guys know that there are many places in the in, in this arizona that has egyptian and like uh like hindu names there's literally called isis temple grand canyon google it there's an actual um it is literally called isis temple and that's one of them and that's what's it's just mind-boggling to me that they're even using ancient egyptian names for different uh you know how of course any national park can name different sites in their national park after egyptian whatever but what are the odds considering this conspiracy there is an actual place called isis temple in the grand canyon it's a form rock formation so guys definitely if you're ever bored really look into this because i now want to get into what i believe what do I believe? Do I believe this has some truth to it? Yes, absolutely I do. Psychically, I really feel very strongly about this. That's why I really wanted to talk about it. Um, I do believe that, A, they did stumble upon something. They said that the GE Kincaid, they said, you know, there's different articles that I researched when I did this. Like they said, some articles say he retracted it after posting in the Gazette. Some people say he never existed. You know, um, it's just a really interesting thing. And the fact that the Smithsonian's going this freaking far to make to make it seem like this is impossible. No, we don't have any ancient Egyptian anything here in the Americas. Ugh, you know, I just feel very suspicious. Intuitively, psychically wise, I do believe there's some truth to this. I do not believe that, um, you know, how does anyone know anything? I mean, technically, how do we, you know, we could be lied about every fucking day of our lives, you know, but I do believe there's some truth to this um, ancient Egyptian uh, civilization being this far on the side of the world. Yes, I do believe it. If they were as, if, if, if the ancient Egyptians were as smart and as evolved as I think they are, then yes, they can make it to fucking America way before we all knew about it. Okay, of course. So um, yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. We were totally being lied to. And you just, I guess the real question is, who benefits from this? You know, you can always tell, guys, the source of a lie, or just in general, with even motherfucker be motherfuckers in general be lying about stupid shit, right? The gov the government, of course, lies, but let's think about lies and and the psychology of lies. When someone lies, 
There has to be some kind of benefit. Some people tell white lies because they say, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. So they say, oh, you look great. Oh, you're not that. Oh, you're this. You're that. Because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Okay. So that's one part of why people lie. The, so what's another reason why people lie? Obviously, the government could care two shits about anyone's feelings. So I know it's not to hurt our feelings. Goes to my second point. What does someone benefit from lying? Always trace it back to benefit. Who and what benefits? So I want you to think about that. Just let it marinate. All right. With that being said, I'm going to move on to Mexico. All right. So let's go to Mexico. So remember I was talking about that... um, there's a city or town in Mexico that's near the water that believes that, um, you know, aliens are protecting them. Okay, so let's talk about it. So here we go. So there is a, um, okay, where are we? The story, okay, 19, okay, we're going to head back in 1967. So, um, there is a town in Mexico, and what is this town called? Okay, um, this town is called Tampico. Okay, so we're in Tampico, Mexico. And basically, from what I was reading is that um, there is a place called, it's Tamp- Tampico, Mexico, and it's called Mira, Miramar Beach, Okay, so it's called Miramar Beach. So on this website, it says in 1967, thousands of locals witnessed nine UFOs in the sky. It was descending to an area off the coast of Miramar Beach. The sightings were even confirmed by the local Tampico Airport Air Traffic Control Tower. Um, And this was according to an article all the way, which was from 1967. And... um. So it was so, because so many people saw the UFOs the same time, news of the UFOs traveled quickly and was treated as, an, as, as freaking like, this is God's word, this is truth. Um, and this is where it gets interesting because Madero and Tampico, these are the two towns that are close by near this uh, Miramar Beach in Mexico, okay? So Tampico and Madero. So they stopped experiencing extreme weather events following two massive hurricanes in 1955 and 1966. Okay, isn't that interesting? So let's bring it back. 1955 and 1966. In this Mexico town, they experienced two massive hurricanes. 1967, one year later, after the biggest devastating one, after one, after big, eh, after a devastating hurricane in 1966, 1966 was the last year they experienced something that devastating because one year later, as you just heard me report in 1967 is when nine UFOs appeared in the sky. So here's where it gets interesting. After 960, after, uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. 1966 and 1955, those were big hurricane years. 1967 was when nine UFOs showed up. After 1967, in the next 50, 55 years, um, since the aliens, quote, showed up in 1967, 
They have been free of any destruction of mother nature. Meaning guys, since 1967, when the whole town reportedly seeing nine UFOs, they have never since that day had any really horrible, significant hurricane since then. So interesting, right? Isn't that fucking interesting? Or is it, or am I nuts? Like, I think this is so cool. So, um, um, what's interesting is that, um, they are each year that it's hurricane season, all the people in the town says, Oh, they're protecting us. The aliens are protecting us. And so now there's a bunch of like UFO enthusiasts that come to this town. All of these, a lot of these people who live there are very adamant about this. Um, one of what a guy named, what was his name? All I see is Lopez. It says Lopez himself claims to have visited the aliens via astral projection in July to 2013. He used words like intraterrestrial and multidimensional. I mean, yeah, that's literally how they, that's good words to use, actually. Anyways, um, he defines, um, he defines the being as being constructed of metals and crystals and is populated by 10 foot tall beings who have, quote, energy radiating throughout the place. The information that I received in this place is that they're all monitoring this stage of this planet. And well, for me in particular, I can deduce that they are psychologists, scientists who are connected in this reality, but they live in the space of no time. That was a direct quote by Lopez. And um, Lopez describes the beings as involved in terms of both consciousness and intelligence, suggesting an ability to communicate or connect with humans in a non-physical realm. And also, um, it's also said that... uh, He's also, he, another person claimed to have made actual contact with the area's aliens over overlords. He says that I believe in this. I have seen them since I was five years old. I have had contact with a spaceship. We are not alone in this universe. Um, and then it says, uh, he acknowledges that, um, the Lord behind the area that seems to be impervious to extreme weather, but explained that the treacheries of, um, basically you got two different uh, things going on. Basically, there's a lot of people in this town that are more so believing the alien. Then you got the scientist meteorologists who are like, oh, well, due to this, 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 this scientific reason of the two degrees colder waters is a reason why it rejects hurricanes and, um, this, this, and that. So basically they're also saying that, um, there's the aliens live underwater and they have an underground base right there. And so they're saying that, um, it's basically due to five decades of very good luck. They feel very blessed and they believe that these aliens, since being reported in 1967, that they do live underground in this underwater base and they're helping people, people, you know, like I said, there's a bunch of people in that town who have seen ships, experience it. So it's a, it's a hot bed for UFO activity for sure. Now, here's what I believe. Well, I'm going to bring my spirit guide, Zalo, who is an interdimensional being himself. So let's see what he has to say. He does show me the word yes. Um, Well, he says in a general sense, there is tons of underwater uh, alien bases. He says there's one in near America off the Pacific coast, not far from Malibu coast. There's one up there, an underground base. He says there's, of course, one, the one here in this town in Mexico, Obviously, in the freaking Arctic Ocean, he says there's he says there, there's many of them. There's there's tons of them. So, um, yeah, there is a lot of um, alien underground activity, underground bases. 
Um, he says some the United States uh, military knows of a few of them, not all of them, but a few of them. And they also, you know, different, uh, going to get really extra here, but he says different military personnel are in direct contact with some of these um, alien groups that are dwelling underground and underground water bases. And there's underground dry bases as well, obviously. But um, there is a lot of truth to this. So basically, um, are the aliens specifically looking out for this place? Like, why not? Why don't they just look out for every natural disaster ridden place? Why only them? Right. So basically, because they're based, there's like uh, he says there's like a force field. There's a lot of uh, any, anything alien. You're going to want to think um, there's a lot of a excessive electromagnetic energy, a lot of magnetic energy. And so there's in these uh, he, he shows me an image of a force field. So he says it's almost like because these aliens are set up shop at this Mexico beach town, there's a force field as well that protects the area surrounding the base. So basically, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of protection due to the aliens protecting their own selves and shit. So it, it basically it's a force field and there's a lot of shit going on. But yes, it's not that they just only picked out these people to help. It just happened to be where they decided to land. And there's a, from what Zalo's saying, he says there's a lot of unique minerals, unique, uh, usually with underground water bases, they're usually st studying unique minerals. And also guys, there's a whole nother world literally underground that we have no fucking idea about so there's it, there's layers to this for days but yeah um zalo my spirit guide says there's many places that are not just water-based that aliens have set up shop and he says it's in plain sight like everything in in this reality is in plain sight but of course they have cloaking technology that can render them invisible and things like that right so um but there's many places on earth he says it's highly charged places where you can feel the magnetism. He says you got to pay attention to the magnetic energy. If you, if you have like one of those, not a regular magnet, but my spirit guide says you have to order it from a specialty place. Really strong magnets, not just magnets you put on your refrigerator. He's talking about real high-grade magnets. If you use a high-grade magnet, you'll be able to tell where uh, different... Um, you know, otherworldly stuff is going on in this planet or where highly charged ions are. You know what I mean? So when not just, I'm not just saying highly charged places on this earth are alien related, but even mother earth herself has highly charged areas and it attracts a lot of different UFOs and aliens. So just throwing it out there guys. Um, so yeah, that this was a really cool place. And, um, by the way, in the article that I was reading about the guy saying you can actually project and talk to him, guys, that's actually a great Seriously, a great way to, if you're into this kind of stuff and you want to start opening up a dialogue or communication with an alien race or alien group, um, astral projection is a great way to do it. Um, so is through meditation, honestly. Um, or, and you know, I like to keep it simple, set the freaking intention. It's just setting an intention that you want to connect to them. They hear you, okay? It's not rocket science. But remember, how evolved you are will depend on how well you're able to perceive them. So you got to work on yourself. You got to work on clearing out any kind of emotional baggage, excess stress, traumas. The more clear you are, the more clear you'll be able to perceive them. So it's a, it's a, you know, whatever. Okay. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to my ass and, just thank you guys so much for supporting me. Seriously, you guys 
don't know, like every day that I get like someone reaching out to me, I'm like, no fucking way. You actually think my shit's cool. Like I, I'm still like surprised to this day, like not in a way, like I don't believe in myself, but it's like, I am so much being myself that like, I do this without thinking. And it's just still surprising that like, oh my God, people actually resonate with how I fucking talk and how I think. So really still amazes me to this day. And I um, just want to say again, thank you guys for listening and if you guys have any questions or places or things or you want me to psychically look into, let me know. I love psychically looking into stuff and just, you know, whatever. So, um, all right. Until the next episode, peace.